goes by the pseudonym Bo Snurdly. It's time for the soul of excellence. He is a radio host at 77 WABC here in New York. The Rush Hour is on the air. Rush, Rush. Now here's Bo Snurdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. A.K.A. Bo Snurdly on 77 WABC, the crown jewel of American radio. It is Tuesday. I have been under the misapprehension. <laughs> well, anyway, I forgot a day. I hope you had a great Memorial Day weekend on WABC. Talk Radio 77, James Golden, A.K.A. Snurdly here with you. Uh, if you'd like to be on the program, 800-848-WABC is the number to call, 800-848-9222. Today is Tuesday, which means it's Mark Stein Day. And we expect uh, that Mark Stein will be along with us shortly. As you know, on Tuesdays, we really go to the break really quickly so we can spend as much time with Mark Stein as possible. Um, I have a question for Scott. Uh, as Scott, you uh, and I had a discussion last week about peacekeepers. Oh, yes. You yes, remember that? I do. I do. And in you, Chicago. Yeah. And do you remember that you were all excited? Well, about- I know that in some circumstances, you know, you get some community leaders that people respect to uh, step up and, you know, maybe they'll, mm-hmm. they'll be able to calm people down mm-hmm, more than mm-hmm, the police can. Mm-hmm, because, mm-hmm. you know, if your uncle's out there being like, hey, calm down, you know, maybe that, that means more than... Officer Jerry, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. did you uh, did you did you track it? I did uh, happen to run into a story. It didn't appear that that went very well. Ah, mm-hmm. didn't appear that that worked at all. In fact, even North Beach, uh, which is in Lincoln Park, had a major incident, which is not even considered a high crime area. So I think I'm assuming things went very badly in Chicago this weekend. Well, very badly. I mean, you might call it kind of a normal weekend. Fifty-three people were shot. Well, that's more than last year. Yes, more than before they brought in the peacekeepers. Eleven fatally. Yeah, it didn't uh, didn't work out. The victims ranged in age from two years old to seventy-seven years old. They just didn't have enough peacekeepers. They just needed more. Mm. No. I don't know. I'm gonna, I, that's one of the things I'm going to wait to uh, ask Mark Stein about. You know, what should we do here? We had the peacekeepers. The, I, they had the yellow vest. They should have had the yellow helmets. Did they have yellow vests? They had yellow vests. Okay, okay. They wore yellow vests. Hey, we're here to keep the peace. Huh. Mm. Well. Yeah. You tried. That. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, peacekeepers. Uh, they, did, did you hear about what's going on, folks, in Uganda? The nation of Uganda. You remember back in the day, Idi Amin and all that stuff. The and 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 then Uganda just pops in and out of the news. Beautiful country, though. It is really. It is. Well, Joe Biden's mad, and he's not the only one, by the way. Uganda has uh, put in place a new anti-homosexual. Um, they call it the Anti-Homosexuality Act. And uh, it is what what they call aggravated homosexuality is punishable by the death penalty. 
Now, Joe Biden, angrily. Uh, I believe regular homosexuality is punishable by prison also. Yeah. Yeah, but aggravated, you know, they, yes, they'll. So the president of the United States is now promising that there will be sanctions imposed on Uganda unless they get their act straight, which I just, there's something about the visual of this. United States, Joe Biden, you know, his his time with corn pop, uh, his time, you know, with black kids, he says, uh, stroking the hairs of his blonde hairs in wonderment on his leg. And now here's old Joe Biden, father white guy, telling the black people in Uganda what to do. Why uh, does it seem like the only foreign policy we have of any kind is pro-homosexuality? Why does that seem to be the only value that we care about in the entire world? You're asking me? I, I just, I, foreign it, it, policy. See, I'm just seeing a pattern. The only thing that we ever seem to talk about at well, any diplomatic meeting worldwide is homosexuality. That seems to be the only thing we care about. Is that what democracy is? Is that like, the, the, is, does democracy equal homosexuality? Well, I'm just telling you that this is, I don't, you're asking me questions I, I, I just, can't answer. I'm just pointing, I'm, I'm not just on noticing the, it. I am not on the inside of the Biden decision making. All I know is this kind of smacks of colonialism in a way. You know, here you have great white father preach, telling, this is a sovereign nation. And they have their own codes of morality that are different than ours. And here's old Joe telling them, you better buck up, otherwise we're going to punish you. What are you going to do, Joe? Get the whips out and whip the black Africans into shape? Is that what you're going to do? No, he's going to chase them to China is what he's going to do. China's going to be like, you know what? We are not real worried about that kind of thing. We're just on a business relationship. Yeah, well, there's that. Uh, we're going to talk about the debt ceiling. That, of course, the deal was reached over the weekend. And also, Kevin McCarthy says that if if Christopher Ray does not produce a document that has been subpoenaed, which alleges a criminal scheme, uh, scheme involving then-Vice President Joe Biden and a foreign national, if they don't produce it today, he's going to face contempt charges. So we shall see. Donald Trump is in the news. Former President Trump says that one of the first things he's going to do in office is end the birthright citizenship statutes for illegal immigrants. That, I don't know how exactly he plans to do that because that's in the Constitution that if you're born in this country, you are a citizen. You're born or naturalized. So we'll see. But he's saying that he wants to end it. Okay, what we're going to do, ladies and gentlemen, is take a break. It is Mark Stein Day. Cannot wait to hear what Mark Stein has to say about a few things. Mark, I'm going to throw you a curveball, too. Uh, I, I forgot to, yeah, there's a curveball I'm going to throw you, but you handle curveballs well. So Mark Stein with us shortly, ladies and gentlemen, James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurley here on WABC. Your calls are going to be part of the program, too, 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. Coming back right after this. 
James Golden, known popularly as Bo Snurdly. This is The Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly. Rush. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. He's always mistakenly British. Teen Crumpets. Cheerio. But he's really a Canuck. Known on all seven continents. Oh, I know who you are. America's undocumented anchorman. He's a recording star and a TV star. Tuesdays, James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Nerdly, presents Mark Stein. Ah, uh, yes, ladies and gentlemen, I have been waiting for this with bated... Well, I don't even know what bated breath is, but whatever it is, I've been... What the hell is bated breath? <laughs> your your breath you, isn't in the least bit baited. You're just posing as okay. a man whose breath is baited. Okay. Yeah, it sounds kind of freaky to me. Mark, I'm going to throw you a curveball. I ran across one of the most disgusting stories. And I mean truly disgusting. Uh, in the Wall Street Journal uh, review and outlook today, and I didn't mention this to you. Uh, 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 th- th- there are press reports that said the Chinese vessel, a Chinese vessel, is attempting to collect steel off of a Brit off British Navy ships that were sunk in the Pacific Ocean during World War II. Hmm. The U.S. Naval Institute reported last Thursday that an illegal Chinese salvage operation is raiding two United Kingdom World War II warship wrecks off the coast of Malaysia, the battleship HMS Prince of Wales and the battlecruiser HMS Repulse were sunk by the Japanese three days after Pearl Harbor. More than 840 Hmm. were lost. And right now... The Chinese vessel, the Chung Hung 68, has been dredging with deep-reach cranes. What they're trying to do is salvage the high-quality steel that was used to build the warships, which they want to recycle and smelt for other uses. That is absolutely disgusting, Mark. Well, it is It is generally the rule that a sunken battleship is the entombed collective grave of those who go down with her. And that is uh, generally recognized across the centuries. However, the Chinese, basically, if you take this, the, uh, the central uh, British imperial trade routes uh, across down through the Indian Ocean, basically to China, all the, uh, you mentioned Malaysia, um, but in, uh, India, uh, uh not, not, uh, India, but in, uh, Sri Lanka, uh, and other f- formerly British ports, the Chinese are now building new ports and they regard that as their great trading route, principally to oil in the Middle East. So, you know, it used to be that, uh, the Indian Ocean was a British lake and the Pacific, uh, was an American lake. Uh, realistically, they're both becoming Chinese lakes. Uh, and that means that the Chinese enforce order there. The Chinese Navy is now the biggest surface fleet in the world. Uh, they're, they're, they're 
close to having twice as many warships as the United States Navy. And if they want to do this to all the history that lies at the bottom of the Indian Ocean and the Pacific Ocean, uh, basically they are the enforcers there. And that's what happens uh, when you sit by and let uh, a, another arrival power as America has done, become the dominant power on the planet. It is disgusting. Those sailors should rest in peace down there on the bottom of the seabed. Um, but that's not... Uh, the, the Chinese regard both the Indian Ocean and the Pacific Ocean as Chinese lakes where what they say goes. I, I, I was just stunned. I don't understand how any civilized nation can think that that's okay. Well, well, of the, course. well, no, the Chinese are a civilized nation. It's just that they regard uh, all other people. You know, one of the reasons why, for example, they experiment on Uyghurs is because they have a general contempt uh, for people who are not Chinese. Uh, and that's simply a fact of life there. I mean, for example, uh, everybody goes, we, we, we were talking about this on, on my uh Telly show earlier today. Uh, you know, tick, they make TikTok for the rest of the planet to seduce Western kids for whom they have a very low and basically racist opinion, but they don't let Chinese kids watch TikTok because it would be bad for them and it would distract them from their math and uh, their classical music. So they, the Chinese have different rules. They wouldn't do that to a Chinese warship, but they're happy to do it to a British warship. Unbelievable. I hope the British government will actually... I don't know <laughs> what they can do. Well... Well, they're not. They're not gonna. <laughs> they're too busy. They're like. They're like. Uh, they're. They're like Joe Biden. They're too busy complaining about the lack of gay bars in Uganda. You know. That's. Uh... <laughs> By the way, I'll tell. I'll tell you something. I mean, you can say what you like about Uganda, but Idi Amin had a kind of uh, raw uh genius um going back whatever it is now 40 something years he advised the prince the then prince of wales now the king he said to he said to him uh whatever you do don't marry lady diana no good will come of it that <laughs> <laughs> so idi Amin... <laughs> With the, all the insight of a former, a former soldier in the King's African Rifles, he knew what he was talking about there. Oh, my gosh. Okay, let's do peacekeepers. Um, <laughs> Governor of Chicago teamed up with the new mayor, and they said, okay, you know what? We have a bad time every Memorial Day weekend in Chicago. So this year we're going to put some yellow vests on a bunch of peacekeepers, and we're going to send the peacekeepers in because, you know, the police. Oh, who wants to see more police keeping order? No, let's turn it over to the peacekeepers. And this year's uh, death totals and shooting totals outpaced last year's. Not only that, an ex-con, Mark, an ex-con that they had hired as one of these peacekeepers. Yeah. <laughs> took part in a vicious beating and robbery of a Chicago motorist. I'm not laughing at the motorist. I'm not. This is a terrible thing. But I'm laughing at the politicians here. They hire peacekeepers 
one of their peacekeepers goes on a rampage and beats the hell out of a motorist on Memorial Day weekend. Mm. The whole peacekeeping thing, I mean, what happened here? It didn't work. Are you shocked? Peacekeepers uh, fail to keep the peace. I'm stunned by this because basically you you say to a group of people, um, you can you can have a uniform, in this case these uh, yellow jackets or whatever they are, and you can have the imprimatur of officialdom. You represent municipal authority. And you have the run of the streets. Now, what kind of people do you think? But you don't have to go through any kind of training. It's not like a police academy where if you beat the crap out of one of the trainers, you risk getting uh, set back a few months in your training. It's not like that at all. Uh, yeah, who do you think is going to be attracted to that? The fact is Chicago, in certain parts, is a land beyond law. And something like this, where they say, oh, any, how about, how about you become uh, a peacekeeper and you can run around in a yellow vest and flag down motorists and beat the crap out of them and steal their wallets? I mean, that's a perfect solution to Chicago's problems. <laughs> well, I guess the whole defund the police thing, here's, and yeah, here's how that goes. Let's defund the police. Uh, in Chicago, will this, you know... Travel advisories, the NAACP, I just keep thinking they travel advisories to Florida instead yeah. of Chicago. The real travel advisory should have been to keep people out of Chicago, perhaps. No, I, I actually hope that becomes a regular thing, like NAACP <laughs> travel advisories. We're getting, <laughs> you know, we're getting reports of... Uh, Two dozen peacekeepers on the BQE avoid that neighborhood. I mean, this is this is this is a fantastic development for the NAACP. Now, at New York, in New York's uh, City University of New York Law School, they had a big graduation ceremony, big, 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 and they invited Fatima Musa Muhammad, who was selected by the class to speak at the ceremony. Whereupon, Ms. Fatuma Musa Muhammad decided she would attack Israel for indiscriminately, uh, allegedly murdering Palestinians, encouraging lynch mobs. She celebrated resistance to Zionism around the world. She lauded the uh, City University of New York's support of the anti-Israel uh, BDS movement, basically boycott Israel. The school actually posted her remarks. She claimed that laws are uh, uh, basically from white supremacy. Mm -hmm. She attacked the fascist New York Police Department, the United States military. <laughs> this woman, this woman, this woman... <laughs> Is going into the legal profession. What yeah. does she do? She, she, yeah, I like that's that's my kind of lawyer. You know, all these laws is just uh, it's it's just some racket by Whitey. Uh, I think uh, I know that's what I'm uh, I'm looking for in an effective trial lawyer.
<laughs> I, I'm trying to figure out, James, you know, I, I didn't think, I, I don't know, quite know who is the most stupid person in America this week, whether it's Joe Biden uh, uh, <laughs> suddenly discovering that Ugandans are insufficiently enthusiastic about homosexuality, <laughs> or all these New York Jewish groups being stunned to discover that a uh, Muslim uh, speaker is attacking Jews. They're both, you know, anybody who's, I mean, I, I can't believe I'm having to say this. Anybody who spent 20 minutes in the Middle East, for example, uh, knows that there are two contradictory thoughts held by even, you know, someone who could be uh, a very sophisticated and rather charming lady doctor from the United Arab Emirates, uh, who uh, at some point in the conversation will remark that uh, 9-11 was a glorious day for Muslims, but simultaneously it was a counterintelligence operation pulled off by Jews. It's the same thing in Africa. You only have to spend 20 minutes in Africa <laughs> to know that if you were happening to be in the mood for leather night at the local gay bar, you're not going to find it anywhere on the continent. Uh, it's not just uh, Mr. Museveni in Uganda. Uh, also, um, uh, the, the late Robert Mugabe in Zimbabwe, who accused Tony Blair of being a gay gangster leading the gay government of the gay United Gay Kingdom with a secret plan to impose homosexuality throughout the British government, uh, British Commonwealth, uh, leading to a Downing Street spokesman issuing an official announcement denying that Tony Blair was a gay gangster. And so, and now we have the, so we're doing the same thing we did in Afghanistan. As you recall, just a couple of weeks before the fall of Kabul, uh, the, the uh, U.S. Embassy, which cost $700 million in Kabul, that's a place where you can get like a five-bedroom house for a buck seventy-three, but somehow the United <laughs> States managed to spend $700 million in the biggest real estate transaction in the history of the country, and the... Um, and they were flying the rainbow flag just a couple of weeks before they, the, the collapse of the government and everything. This, you are quite right. This is neo-colonialism. But because it happens to be a neo-colonialism of the left, everyone's in favor of it. Oh, look at all these pathetic primitive natives uh, jumping up and down in the, the streets. Uh, we should just, uh, what we, we need to do is have a pride month in Kampala, and that is going to make everything right there. It is. It's a, a very ignorant kind of, you know, uh, it, it's a very ignorant kind. If you do it to Uganda, you, you're going to wind up doing it basically uh, to two-thirds of the countries in Africa, because they all feel pretty much the same way on this subject well let me ask you another question here this 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 woman going back to this this woman oh. that 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 raised hell at the law school graduation for cuny now you have people saying okay let's defund the university yeah enough the feds you know support this university i forget it's a huge amount of money the feds drop in to help the good law schools the law school students at cuny People saying enough, let's defund them. Do you honestly think that anything will come of this, that there will be any repercussions at all for this anti-Semitic, anti-United States, anti-white, anti-Jewish, anti, anti, -Semitic, anti, -Jewish, anti 
Oh, anti-Western speech that this woman... And she'll probably get a job at freaking Target or something next week. Who no, knows? The, the, the thing about it, here's what's... On balance, she's just saying straight out what she believes, which is kind of useful. I mean, I, I think if someone hates you, it's good to actually know it up front and for her to say it out loud. As I said, the 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 establishment Jewish groups like the Anti-Defamation League, who profess to be horrified by this lady, if you have spent half an hour in uh, Islamic communities almost anywhere on earth, you won't be in the least bit surprised about this. And this is the same Anti-Defamation League that uh, insists whenever it gets reports about rising anti-Semitism in Europe, which is a serious thing, uh, in, in German cities, in in uh, French cities, in Belgian cities now, uh, Jews can't uh, walk about with identifying marks of their faith. And the ADL hears about this and issues these things. Oh, we're, we're very worried about a rise in right-wing uh, uh, anti-Semitism, as if it's all sort of shaven-headed skinheads, uh, Aryan skinheads rampaging around. No, everybody knows, everybody who gives it a cursory glance knows why anti-Semitism is on the rise in Europe. But even uh, when there's only one right-wing neo-Nazi guy left, and he's 112 years old, he, the ADL will still be blaming all the anti-Semitism on him. This, what this woman uh, said uh, that has horrified people in public, she would be able to say to uh, almost any of her friends, and they wouldn't bat an eyelid. And given a choice between someone telling you straight up front, oh, I hate you. I hate you, and I hate everything about you. I hate your laws. I hate your country. And the, 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 the proper response is, oh, well, thank you. Thank you very much for being so straightforward about it. Uh, I might take it up with uh, Joe Biden, who maintains open borders so that people who hate America can simply walk into the country uh, and start living on welfare and uh, going to public universities. But no, the, the Jews of America, who all vote Democrat, are basically voting for their own eclipse, as you see in this young woman's speech. My goodness, Mark. All right, last thing really quickly. Nancy Mace and a whole bunch of other Republicans are saying, no, Kevin, you got it wrong. Kevin, what have you done? Kevin, the guy who can't even find his pants managed to get a better deal out of you than... Uh, <laughs> She's just relentless with this. All right, so we got this. Finally, we got that. We're all saved, Mark. The debt mm. ceiling, we're saved. We're not going to have calamity. And now people are looking at what's in the deal, and they're saying, OMG, this sucks. Do yeah. you expect it to pass? Well, the, the, here's the problem, is that uh, it it took America its first 200 years to ramp up $4 trillion of federal debt. That's the increase that this bill provides for in just the next year and a half. <laughs> so... <laughs> uh, 
So the, well, the the fact of the matter is, you know, we're just sort of it's this is just lame-o dinner theatre. The longer this goes on, the more likely it is that when the end comes, it is going to be absolutely catastrophic uh, for everyone involved. It shames America. You know, you can say what you like. People, are, oh, uh, where where America? We have small government. We don't. No, we're not like those Scandinavian countries. No, but those places like Denmark and Sweden. Uh, what what they spend in government, they tax you for. This is a fundamentally dishonest system whereby uh, they spend like drunken sailors, uh, but then they only tax you f- to cover a portion of that. That's a fundamentally dishonest system for which Democrats and Republicans, uh, you know, principally Democrats, but the Republicans in large part go along with it too. Well, while you still can spend your money and it has value, may I suggest that you join, ladies and gentlemen, Mark Stein on this cruise. Mark, it is getting closer. It is getting closer. Mm. And I can't wait. Uh, it's July, and here we are. We're almost in June. We've got it. Can people still purchase tickets and yeah. get over to join the cruise? Yeah, we, uh, we've been... Uh, blocks of new cabins and and th- and I think people are going to have a good time because you'll be you'll be there, and uh, Michelle Bachman, who uh, I, I was talking to Michelle a day or two ago, she's just spent the last week in Geneva attending the World Health Organization <laughs> summit, so she oh, is going to need the, she's going to need that cruise to recuperate from all the crazy talk, and that's the way I think that's the way to look at it. People people love just uh, being able to get away and being able to say what they think without losing their Twitter account or uh, having to quit their jobs. And so it's MarkSignCruise.com. We're going to have a lot of fun. We're going to be sailing from Italy down to the Greek islands, the beautiful Adriatic, and uh, and, uh, I think think it's going to be a big hit, this cruise. Mark Stein, ladies and gentlemen, Mark, as always, what a pleasure. Thank you for joining us. And ladies and gentlemen, Mark Stein Cruise, that's S-T-E-Y-N-S-T-E-Y-N. Mark Stein Cruise, come aboard with us. Mark, thank you much. We'll check in with you next week. Thanks a lot, James. James Golden, known popularly as Bo Snerdly. This is The Rush Hour with Bo Snerdly. Rush. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. Hour is on the air. Attention, Ditto Heads. Attention, Bo Scouts. Rush on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Glad it's night. To bring us back on WABC. Gladys Knight, who many call the Empress of Soul. Gladys had a birthday yesterday. Wow. So also in the news, uh, you know what? A lot of people that were, Coles has now joined the list, by the way, of woke companies. There's a video circulating around uh, Twitter and other parts where people are walking through Coles and they're noticing the uh, Pride Month 
uh, clothing for children, including for for one-year-olds, et cetera, et cetera. And so now there are calls in some parts for people to, I guess, I mean, the list is going to be endless by the time this thing is 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 through. There was also uh, in San Francisco, Third Baptist Church, a service held over the weekend. If you saw this story, there was a shoplifter that was killed. And at the funeral service, apparently tempers started to flare. Not sure why, but there was almost a big fight occurring at the funeral service for Banco Brown. His stepmother had to ask out upset attendees inside the church where the service was being held to calm down. And um, I don't know. There was a lot of, of yelling and frustration. The attorney for the family says there's a lot of pain in this family. He was young. He had two families plus a community. All of them are outraged by what's happened. Nowhere in all of these descriptions about how wonderful he is, did anyone mention the reason that he was dead was because he was not only shoplifting, but he appeared to threaten the armed security guard. And some have gone so far that we're protesting as to say that these security guards should not be armed. People shouldn't be killed for stealing. Which is interesting to me because I don't know how you determine whether you will lose your... If if you're not armed, what do you do when you get this person that comes in that wants to kill you while they're stealing? This idea that shoplift... Okay. Oh, it's okay. They just want to steal stuff. It is a sign of how little value in certain communities there is on the law and how little respect there is on the law. The shoplifter, why that's just normal behavior, why it's just thievery. And we all, I mean, no big deal. How dare they arm the security guard? He shouldn't be armed. Really? Really? Gavin Newsom made kind of an idiot of himself. There were shootings in Florida, in Hollywood, Florida, over the weekend. At least nine people, including minors, were hospitalized after one of these altercations escalated into gunfire at Hollywood Beach Boardwalk. One person has been detained. The other remains at at large. Gavin Newsom blamed new laws put in place by Ron DeSantis. He blamed him for signing a bill that removes requirements for background checks instruction, training, and oversight 
until our leaders have the courage to stop bowing down to the NRA and enact common sense gun safety. This kind of census violence will continue, he tweeted out. Only problem is, Gazem, Gazem Newsom, the law that he's talking about, which was signed by Ron DeSantis, has not even gone into effect yet. So, apparently, somebody on Mr. Newsom's staff ought to just do a little bit of fact-checking before he is allowed to get on his Twitter account. Again, Chicago, where our very own Scott was just so excited about the peacekeepers. Optimistic. Yes, optimistic. Oh, yeah, why, we should just, yeah, this is a great idea. Mm-hmm. You didn't mention that they were having uh, <laughs> ex-cons <laughs> as the peacekeepers. <laughs> they didn't mention that they were going to have ex-cons. <laughs> you put it on me. I didn't mention it. Well, they I didn't, didn't mention I didn't, it. I got my information from you. Okay, well, they didn't mention it. <laughs> I, I, I think it's relevant. I would have said so if that okay. were the news. I, that's fair. You know, I asked if they were going to have their little blue helmets. No, but they did give them little yellow vests. And you were so optimistic. Oh, yeah, this is a great. Well, you know, let's not knock it. Let's see how this works. Okay, we see how it works, ladies and gentlemen. Let's put peacekeepers in. That's like this move that Democrats want. Let's get, let's have more social workers and let's cops. How'd that work out for you? Chicago shootings, 53 people shot over Memorial Day weekend, 11 fatally. I am not gloating. There are families in Chicago that are horrified and in immense pain today over this. The victims range in age from two years old to 77 years old. The first homicides happen within a few hours of each other. And as you mentioned, Scott, they also took place in parts of town, some of these shootings, that are considered to be, quote-unquote, safe. Yeah, the North, the North Avenue Beach was surprising to me. I take it you've been there. No, but I've been in that neighborhood, and there was nothing dangerous Is that That's part it. of the neighborhood they call the Gold Coast. Just south of it. It's Lincoln Park. Right. Yeah, real close to that. By the, there's a zoo, and it's a really nice area. Yeah, mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Chicago, Chicago. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile... <clears throat> Oh, one of the ex-candidates who ran for mayor, his name is Jamal, Jamal or something like that. He's saying that they need more money because that's always the answer. We need more money for more resources. And he's complaining about the money that's being spent, resources for illegal immigrants in Chicago, while yet there's not enough money I guess they want more. He wants more government programs because, of course, just like the yellow jacketed peacekeepers, we all know that the more programs you have, the less people commit violence. You know, a good first step toward shifting that money into other categories would be to not be a sanctuary city anymore. That would that would be your first piece of legislation you'd want to get through. And to Mr. Jamal's credit, I believe that's his name. Jamal, I'll find his name. He's also asking 
that it is. It is Jamal, J-A hyphen capital M-A-L, Jamal Green. He said, we should be using every single resource that we have in the city of Chicago to make this a safer city, but we aren't. And he did say that people want more police patrols and extra security. Well, good luck with that. That money is tied up on non-citizens of the United States. James Golden, a.k.a. Snurdly. Yes, Rhonda, ex-cons. They hired ex-con, at least one, as a peacekeeper. And he beat the snot out of a motorist and tried to rob him. Peacekeepers. We entered the break with Gladys Knight. The last came out of the last break with Gladys Knight. We go into this one, Gladys Horton, another Motown Gladys, lead singer for the Marvelettes. Mr. Postman, Beachwood 45789, Playboy, and of course, my old time favorite. Marvelous Don't Mess With Bill. WABC Talk Radio 77, James Golden Snurley with you here. Your calls are coming up. Don't go away. It's the Rush Hour with Bo Snurley on the Red Apple Podcast Network. CeeLo Green's birthday, 1974. Crazy, number one, back in 2006. Nalls Barkley. CeeLo Green celebrating a birthday today on WABC. Listen, folks, I have something very special, special, really Hot and special for you right now. 77 WABC listeners, get ready. This is a once in a lifetime opportunity. Some of you are going to be speechless. We're giving you the chance to win right now a pair of tickets to witness the magic of globally renowned Italian tenor Andrea Bocelli live at Madison Square Garden. On December 13th and 14th, you'll win tickets to one of those days as Andre Bocelli graces us with his Enchanting Holiday Tour 2023. Now, picture yourself in the heart of the Big Apple, surrounded by mesmerizing melodies of Andrea Bocelli's angelic voice as he fills the iconic Madison Square Garden with his soul-stirring performance. This is a concert you will not want to miss. And right now, you have a chance to win. If you're the seventh caller right now, 800-848-9222. Seventh caller to call in right now. A pair of tickets will be yours. Remember, this is a limited-time opportunity. Don't wait. Grab your phone. 800-848-WABC. If you are the seventh caller, you will be heading to Madison Square Garden on either December 13th or the 14th to witness the holiday magic unfold. Tickets 
are also available for purchase at Ticketmaster right now, where you can visit msg.com to learn more. Good luck. Let's head to the telephones while we also wait for our seventh caller to win. Let's talk with Walter in Mastic Beach. Walter, how are you? Hello, Walter. All right, let's go to Bob in New Jersey. Bob, how are you? Hey, uh, how are you, my friend? Uh, quick thing, I, I thought it was huge amount of cowardice on the Los Angeles Dodgers. You know, when they re-invited that, that blasphemous group, they put this huge announcement, I think it's on Twitter, apologizing and this and that and how sorry we are. But then they reinstated Christian, whatever it is, Christian Family Night as a result of yeah. Clayton Kershaw's intervention. They never mm-hmm. mentioned it. They let him announce it. Why didn't they announce it? You know, no, no announcement from L.A. Dodgers. It was Clayton Kershaw who had to announce it. Can you imagine that? I do, and I have that story. And Clayton said, "Well, you know, they always meant to do to do it, but he kind of he thinks that they." sped up the announcement after this fiasco. Look, they openly ridicule and mock the Catholic Church and Christians, by extension, that are not Catholic. And now they tell you, oh, that's okay. Just forget about the fact that we ridiculed and mocked your faith. We're going to have a night for you. I think this is pandering in the worst way. And I hope many many people that would might consider it actually see this for what it is. I don't suggest that people boycott. People can make up their own mind. But I'm going to tell you something. If these people think that they it's okay to mock your faith, to mock you, to blaspheme you, okay, and now they want to have a night in your honor, I tell them where to dwell. Okay, good. We see you for who you are. Let's go to Tom in Farmingdale. How are you, Tom? Hello, Bo. Can you hear me? I hear you very well. What is the point you'd like to make, Tom? Uh, First, I want to say God bless Mark Stein, because it seems like he's gotten over his illness and he's there. Uh, I also want to say that the the mm -hmm. IRS whistleblower, he looks like he could have been separated from birth with Bo Deedle. Well, here's what I... (laughs) Well, you know what? I hope that this is taken very seriously because this whistleblower is pointing out the corruption that exists inside the DOJ. And one thing for sure, we can all thank goodness that Merrick Garland never made it to the Supreme Court. Jacqueline, thank you for the call, Tom. Jacqueline in Brooklyn, New York. How are you, Jacqueline? Hi, Jacqueline in Brooklyn. Well. Okay, let's go to Rick in Elmwood Park. How are you, Rick? Great, James. How are you doing? Good, thank you. You know, I've been trying to get you to uh, ask Mark if he'll do a trade with me for a couple lectures on climate science on his cruise for a ticket on the cruise and maybe a round-trip ticket to Italy. Come on, now. You're putting me in a difficult situation. I'm a guest. I can't turn around and ask the host. Hey, can you give somebody a solid? You can ask him. I had to, next time, in, in fact, if he's on and I have you on and we have enough time, that's the caveat. If we have enough time for a call, I'll let you ask him. 
if we have enough time for a call when he's on next week. How's that? That'd be great. All right, Rick, I got to run because I got to do something here real quick. But look, appreciate the call, my friend. Thank you so much. Um, This weekend, ladies and gentlemen, I had the pleasure of uh, hanging out with Princess Di. It was a very sad but wonderful and funny and sad at the same time occasion as we remembered her husband who passed away at the beginning of March, Mike Oloco. Mike was a unique individual. I can't even begin to express to you. Former football player, former trucker, former everything. He, he, he was just a man's man's man. But he was also one of the sweetest and loving men you will ever meet in so many ways. And our very own Princess Di did say she'll be back with us soon. And we're looking forward to her return. Showtime. That's it. May God bless and protect each and every one of you and your families. I have love and gratitude for your being here each and every day. God willing, we'll be here tomorrow at 4 o'clock for Boston Early's Rush Hour. And we'll see you then. Bye.